Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today, we are talking about the most common brain disease in the world, migraines. We're going to explain what they are, what triggers them, how you can cope with them, and how we can understand up-to-date scientific concepts of the brain in order to live with this gosh dang thing. I get migraines, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this episode's fully for Greg's satisfaction. No. Um, well, uh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a migraine, but... It's crazy. It's so crazy. I've, I can't believe I've... I've definitely had a migraine. Only <laughs> I get them all researched the <laughs> it like this week. And I'm like, why have I lived with this condition for years and years and years That's and not how thought to I, research it? I know you're the opposite of me because every time I have like a little bit of a sore muscle, I look it up and I'm like, I have cancer. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 <laughs> and you're like, I you have a debilitating like migraines well, and you've like never looked it up. Are you kidding? I would have for sure thought I had a brain tumor. Kombucha girl. Wow. Oh. Well, I have been doing so much research about migraines this week for this episode, and it's made me much more anxious about them. Oh. It's made me really, I, I, I don't like think it's helped. It all the time. Like yeah, it's, it's helped in the sense that when one comes now, I'm going to be better prepared. And I think it's fascinating because I like live with it and it's such a big part of my life. But it's making me think about it too much that it's affecting me almost more. That I'm excited to be over with this podcast and then try and figure out, like, going <laughs> forward. That every time we make it. an ASAP science about something, like, it, ha- it ends up consuming our life, that thing. Yeah. Like, if it's about <laughs> sleep problems and we're, like, not sleeping well, I can't often. sleep. <laughs> yeah. I-, I feel like that hasn't happened to me in a while because I feel like we don't make videos as like that anymore. Oh, they're going to be like, because we don't make videos We don't make videos anymore. anymore. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, my recent video was, like, about liquid robots. Like, there was no... Yeah. We used to make a lot of videos True. about the human body, about like drinking or about not sleeping or about coffee or about like things that were kind of more simple and can you know affect I mean? your life yeah whereas now they're more abstract or like covering cool research that doesn't feel as like that's so true that was like lives. hell we, like when we would always suffer from the thing we were it's like a disney channel like that's so raven plot two <laughs> science communicators who every time they're researching oh it affects their lives that's a good premise make a tv show yeah 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 yeah. that'll never happen but again we've said it before on this podcast if you want to take that idea go for it yeah kisses it's like a little bit of a royalty or something yeah or just be like i don't even know we don't need anything we're fine (laughs) uh anything else new i got it i got covid oh yeah Greg got covid like we you might have noticed that last week there was no podcast Mm -hmm. because um valerie cherish valerie cherish well I got it. I got it. I um, got it. <laughs> yeah. So living in Toronto, I don't know where. I'm like gym, restaurant, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really hell. It was hell. It yeah, was really you bad. You were out. Like, I mean, I wasn't ever worried about your health, but you, you were like in bed for like three days. It's mostly just like for me, it was like this thing I've been thinking about for two years, two plus years that I think. I was super scared. So I was definitely like, Oh, like scared when it was happening. Cause you just like, well, I'm just like, you were like, you couldn't leave the bed. Cause I was like, I need to rest. Like, I feel like if I had a job or a thing that I had to do, I would have been able to like go on my computer and like do a zoom right. meeting. Like I'm sure a lot of people have like 
worked through it but i was just like oh my god i'm so scared like like sleeping sleep i wasn't even watching movies i was just like <laughs> breathe i guess it was like breathing deep and oh slow just because i was like i don't i'm just so scared by it you know and it worked like i got over it within i think five or six days and i think if i had been more stressed or you know hadn't just like laid had the chance and i was just so, I had like recover. green smoothie another bus another bus green smoothie bus? other club green oh. smoothie <laughs> lady gaga mean no i know that but i thought you were gonna like switch the word oh sh- oh yeah no <laughs> honestly smoothie. it was like green another vitamin green another smoothie vitamin. <laughs> yeah you're right like overpriced like cayenne pepper and lemon shot like <laughs> whatever um i just like don't know i'm like i must have had it because we were together when you tested positive but i tested negative and then i was like i gotta go yeah, <laughs> you know, i don't think you must loft. have had it because you left yeah like you're like that's i totally know but smart. i just feel that um i had a little bit of a headache but i like truly i mean so you get migraines all the time i get headaches like nearly every day of my life we're but they're ta- not we're migraines. gonna talk about that they might I, be yeah true um but yeah, I'm just kind of like want to know because obviously getting it's not great, but you now have the mental flexibility to be like not worried at all for at least the next little bit, you know, with the antibodies flowing. Yeah, you get to feel yeah. like you. I'm still like, do am I? Do I, I think you should act like you didn't get it because you tested negative and you left. Like I just, just like I'm gonna for act your own. Like my immune system's just really good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's another way you can do it, and that was really cool too. I could feel my glands like next to my crotch. Like and I was like, oh, it's like you know when you get the vaccine, oh, they're you like feel sore. the gland sore. I I've could never, feel it. You mentioned that I have never felt the glands there. Maybe I got big. I glands. always feel if I'm sick, like my glands in my throat and maybe in my armpits. Sometimes they got really yeah. swollen and sore, yeah. but I've never felt that. Felt but I also crotch. had a hernia surgery. I'm like, did that affect those? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, my glands are gone. <laughs> like, maybe I don't know. Anyway, anyways, I've recovered. It. Let's get into what do we learn this week? Okay. Oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, so to start, it's not what I, like, I just read this in Nature Magazine. If you've been infected with COVID and you get, like, two vaccines after. After? That's, like, even higher. Like, I mean, it seems obvious, but they were just saying, they're now including getting infected with the amount of vaccines. And it's just, like, another additional, like, layer of protection. Does it have to be after? Um, This study's was that were only after. infected people who were vaccines. infected and then got two vaccines oh. after were were they like essentially were way more protected like than people immune. who just got vaccines or who just got infected etc yeah i definitely have seen other th- studies that talked about like um even if you were double vaxxed and then got infected you then had like super immunity but like yeah. obviously it's still up in the air with um yeah. variants changing and stuff and we know like the vaccines aren't as effective on, on econ as they were on delta but this was on um, this was on omicron and it was some it was the people who were infected and then were able to get two vaccines after had a hundred percent chance of not getting symptomatic COVID for six months prior oh, after well, their last dose. Months. Yeah. That's sort of how everyone has to think now. It's like, how many months do I have of like, Gosh, it's going to be so, so weird, weird looking back on this time. I know. And like that's all we could talk about. For two okay. Well, let's okay, talk about something else. Yeah. Go, you go, you go. <laughs> okay. Mine, very relevant to my interests, sleeping and my partner, you. Um, basically there was a study that was looking at whether or not you should sleep in the same bed as your partner <laughs> and how that affects your sleep. Okay. So specifically they were looking at REM sleep because that's like, you know, not the most important one. Like deep sleep is obviously, but she good. She a good one. REM sleep like improves your memory, uh, resolves emotional distress, increases social cognition and increases your general well being. So they thought, okay, that's like a good marker. If we can measure how much REM sleep they're getting. And they were measuring their brain activity through EEGs. And they had these couples come in on the weekends. And one weekend, they were all heterosexual, obviously, because no one cares about gays. But um, they would measure, like, they would have them come in one weekend where they slept together. And then they would have them come in another weekend where they would sleep apart. And they also, of course, were, like, measuring different aspects of their relationships just to, like, consider other variables like how long have these people been together how deep was their relationship how solid is their relationship all these kind of things um and what they found out is that couples who spent like slept together spent more time in REM sleep and got a better sleep no yeah isn't that surprising? I was like, for sure, literally last that night, I was going to ask you right. to go sleep in the other bed. Why? I don't know. I just like felt like I couldn't sleep that well. <laughs> I mean, you're so funny because, or no, 
you're so nice because when you can't sleep well, you go to the other bed. But when I can't sleep well, I'm like, can you go to the other bed? I, if you had asked me, I would have slapped your goddamn face to the ground. No, I just felt like, I don't know, I was having... So why didn't you go up and go to the other bed? Because I don't like the other bed. Oh my no, God. No, I don't dislike it. I just like, you know, when you're used to... Although, actually, I'm scared of the closet in our room. No, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you're always talking about you're scared of that room. And when I sleep in the other room, you're scared of it. I'm not scared of it. Okay, I am scared Continue. Why? Basically, the REM sleep was less disrupted when they were together. They found also greater synchronization of their sleep cycles. So when you sleep together with your partner, like your sleep cycles actually synchronize. This seems really cute. This seems like propaganda for heterosexual (laughs) couples. And it was strongly correlated with the depth of your relationship so better no i was gonna make a joke earlier like oh deeper relationship deeper sleep um literally well this is about REM sleep not deep sleep let's make that clear um the better quality relationships and longer relationships had more synchronization together the scientists don't really know like what synchronization is doing or why it's important but they just found when it was happening people would get more REM sleep well if you are sleeping next to someone who you don't know well but like oh why would you still weird Okay, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you mean like when someone starts dating someone about? new? Yeah, or like a one night stand. <laughs> oh. Why would anyone ever do that? No, sorry. I thought. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm because in this study they compared it to being like sleeping alone as a um, person yeah. who is either in a relationship. This study didn't look at solo people, but they compared it to other studies that have been done on people who are not in relationships. And overall, couples generally sleep better. Isn't that interesting? That's so not what I would have thought. Me either. Because they, um, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about this study and they kind of were mentioning that obviously if your partner's like an extreme snorer or has like a a sleeping um, disorder or something like that, it's going to be different. Yeah. But for the general population, it's like the hypothesis on one hand could be that sleeping with someone, your brain allows itself to feel more safe and goes to sleep. Well, then cuddle up with your loved ones tonight. Snuggle in and get ready for that deep sleep. I know. I would have thought it was definitely like kick them to the curb energy, but Me that's too. not it. I think, you know, there's a time and a place. There are times when I'm just like, I wish our bed was bigger. <laughs> but our room's too small to fit a bigger bed. You want a California king bed. <laughs> Literally. Is that what she says? Yeah, the Rihanna song, California she king bed. She sings California. Wait. Yeah. No, it's, isn't it California Dreamin'? No, she's no in <laughs> oh that California king bed you, with ten thousand miles apart. No way, yeah. California Don't king even bed. try to come for me with Rihanna knowledge. <gasps> and they're so far apart. I feel so stupid. Well, California dreaming is like a like. It makes sense. People would. I think, think I probably thought it said King Bed and was like, "That's the stupidest yeah, thing I've ever heard." I can't. That can't be real. I'd <laughs> never come for that iconic Rihanna album. <laughs> uh, people from LA are insufferable. <laughs> like they named a bed after themselves. She's from Barbados. No, I didn't mean like her. I just meant like no. that. California oh, beds are like yeah. A thing. <laughs> it's like back off. And it's like why is it different than a regular King Bed? Because it's, it's like, like we have wider, such big or? spaces in our desert homes. So these big, this bed you've ever seen. Sorry if you live in LA. Yeah, <laughs> we or do you, like going there. Or actually. all of California, which has a larger population <laughs> than Canada. We apologize to all of you. Okay, what did you learn? Um. I was learning about the inside of cells. So this was so cool. This is an article I was reading about. Essentially, when you picture the inside of a cell, it's so cool how so much of it is based on these drawings that you like get mm-hmm. taught in like grade nine through. Yeah. Honestly, all of university, there's still the same drawings. Yeah. Part of the article even talks about like the main guy who does the drawings, which I thought was really cool. It's like what an interesting job. And like <laughs> I'm about, actually the main guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. But like now because of like cryo electron like microscopy you can like actually see cells Mm. and like he's sort of like my job is about to be like not as important like as a joke like and it's cool how similar they are like Mm -hmm. what what scientists thought and what they're actually being able now to see is very similar but with that they've started to realize like completely like revolutionize how we think about how cells work which is super cool so, like, C. elegans is this, like, worm that you learn yeah, about famous. all the time He's in famous. science. Very <laughs> simple worm. Like the Drosophila fly. Mm-hmm. Very simple. So, like, they're the simpler the species, obviously, the easier it is to start to learn about how cell biology works. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're essentially getting rid of all the complicated things, like, in our 
complicated, gorgeous bodies as a human. And it's like this simple worm. And the main thing when it's growing is it has to decide where the head is and where the tail is. And there's this thing called the pea granule, which sort of like decides what's the head and what's the tail. And when they were watching it with this noon microscopy, they were like, it kind of acts like oil in a liquid. And when they poked it, it would actually separate, but then come back together, kind of the way that oil does in water or oil does in like a salad dressing. And they were like, this was the worm? Yeah. The like pea, if it was separated, it would come The pea together. granule, which is oh. like a, essentially it's like, think about it as not like a nucleus, but think about it as like an organelle within a cell. Mm-hmm. But it's a part of the process of when it is like growing this worm, deciding which is going to be the head and which is going to be the tail. Okay. So the pea granule, when they were watching it like move and when they touched it, they're like, it's kind of acting like oily. Okay. It's called liquid, liquid phase separation. And they really, oh, it's called liquid, 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 liquid phase separation. <laughs> this is liquid, 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 liquid phase separation. But it's because like they are both liquids, but, and they're kind of always have been confused because reactions happen in cells faster than they do in Petri dishes. Like they're like, why right. is everything happening more efficiently in cells? And they're realizing that there are essentially are these forces that they can't, they're going to be learning a lot more about now. This is like the big, big, big new thing in cell biology, almost like the way that oil is attracted to oil and water, mm-hmm. like proteins that need to be closer to other proteins to work are being more attracted within the mm. cell. It's they used That's to think why it happens faster. In, yes. In Remember cell? how like we were taught that it's just completely random. There's just so much stuff and kinetic energy happening in a cell at all times that eventually it's going to bump in like protein to substrate. Mm-hmm. Now they're realizing there's actually like, like picturing the way oil works in water. There's these forms of attraction that we're now like unleashing this understanding of with like physics that's making everything happen faster and has been designed like much better than we thought. And now with that, they're like, holy crap, we can like rechange how we make medication. We can rechange how we even understand how cells work. And it's kind of like their example cool. was that like every nature magazine will have two or three articles based on the new understanding of liquid liquid phase. That's cool. Sometimes Separation. it's difficult to cool? think. Yeah, it just makes so me think like cool. the future is just going to think we were so stupid. You know, like when we look back and we're like, they truly knew nothing. And now I'm like that's like, what we do with history. Yeah. Like in a thousand years, they're just gonna be like, yeah. they didn't know. They're gonna, like, they didn't know liquid, liquid phase separation. <laughs> it's going to be like grade three science. Honestly, that's really <laughs> But at least you're alive for this point. True. And there's actually so much interesting stuff, good segue, about migraines and that, what people and liquid, used to liquid. do. Oh, I see. And even what we're doing now and in the future, they're going to look back and be like, that was so weird. That's how you were treating migraines because it's so underfunded and it's so fascinating. Okay. Well, shall we take a break and then we'll talk about migraines? Yes, I'm so excited. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. I love to read, but I'm also a busybody freak who likes to read while washing dishes, while running, while on me mental health walk. That's why I think Audible is a perfect solution. So Audible is the world's leading provider of spoken word all in one place. They offer audiobooks, but also podcasts. I didn't know this, but theatrical performances, comedy, and so much more. Currently, I'm listening to The Disordered Cosmos, which I personally love a lot right now, but also really recommend that people listen to The Handmaid's Tale read by Claire Danes. If you've seen Claire Danes cry in Romeo and Juliet, you know she can act. 
Okay. <laughs> so you can listen to Audible whenever and wherever, making Audible a great place to get lost in the world of entertainment. New members can always try Audible for 30 days free. Like me, that's how I started, and then I just kind of got hooked. Sign up to Audible today at audible.com slash ASAP Science, or this one's cool. You can text text ASAP Science to 500-500, and then the like promo will come up. <laughs> okay, so that's audible.com slash ASAP Science, or text ASAP Science to 500-500 on your phone, and the promo comes up. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding even, which I do, even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, <laughs> sleeping too little, sleeping too much, which actually for me is like now, undereating or overeating. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, hustle harder, hustle culture, hustle culture. Here is your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Side Note is sponsored by BetterHelp, and listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Side Note. That's BetterHelp.com slash Side Note. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Did you know that some British people call it migraines? <laughs> migraines. You're lying. I'm not lying. And it, apparently it's more correct. Migraines. Because it's based on like the French word that apparently like when we were all starting to talk about migraines, it was like a French concept. So. Oh, so they're right. Ooh, they're probably right. But we're going to say migraines. Okay. <laughs> Migraine. I mean, why not? You know? Am I? Me? Yeah. It's the most common brain disease in the world. I did not realize it was that you have a brain considered disease. a brain disease. <laughs> yeah, so we obviously chose this episode because Greg gets migraines fairly often. Or there's been times when I feel like you get them very often and then you might go a while without having yeah, them. Yeah, we're going to talk about it today. I think that I have had some migraines in my life, but I definitely for the most part feel that I mostly get headaches. There's been times for sure though where I was like super late sensitive, but never to the degree where you like... You kind of say like you you might throw up sometimes, and it's like and I get an six aura. to eight hours sometimes of you just like being in the complete dark. Yeah, relaxing. Like I definitely get migraines yeah. based on like all this research. I'm like, this is the exact experience I go through. But I think that there a lot of migraine scientists would be like, it, you maybe have never gone and talked about it with your maybe you have healthcare professional, and you should because they were kind of like people. They were oh. sort of like headaches. They're like if you're ever getting headaches you should go talk to your doctor like they were making ever yeah it was weird like so many of the studies <laughs> i was you reading ever get a headache you should talk to your doctor if you get headaches Wait, why? because because oh, it's no. worth understanding if it is a migraine and if it is they now are having all this incredible research and science and they kind of are like you would just be helping to you know, but to be honest, I really am almost certain my headaches have to do with screen time and work because when we are away, I don't get headaches nearly as much. But that's that's worth no, that's worth your practitioner knowing, and then like worth uh, maybe there's like, like something about it. They want people to go and talk to their doctors about this, and in fact, all the things we're about to talk about, it's so underfunded, and and what works for some people won't work for others. That is really something you should work out with your general practitioner or a doctor. Okay, and that's like a lot of them were just saying like. If you get headaches, like if you are someone who's like, oh, I get headaches, it's worth talking to them because they can at least start to understand and know that that you might be someone who suffers from migraine. Weirdly, migraine is the name of the disease. Migraine, you mean? Migraine is the name of the disease. <laughs> the actual experience of it is called an attack. So oh. I have migraine, <laughs> but then I like... You have migraine. Yes. That's how you say yeah, it. You say, I have migraine. <laughs> Yes, all the studies I was reading, the tense was like this. You have, you have migraine. migraine. I have <laughs> migraine. And then I have an attack. An attack. Oh, my. And it's in four stages. So there's like the prodromal phase. And then there's the aura. And then there's the actual attack or the headache. And then there's the postdromal phase. So it's like that all encompasses a migraine. But migraine is the name of like the disease that like I have. Wow. I know. That it's so much hilarious. more intense than I, I thought. Have my, my partner has migraine. I have migraine. <laughs> Hello, I'm Greg. I have migraine. 
okay. Before we like talk about why they happen and the science behind it, I think you should talk about what happens to you specifically. Okay. Just like your own experience that I think will explain to people who don't <laughs> so have migraines. Funny. Because before I met you, I don't think I really knew anyone that had migraines. Or maybe I did, but I didn't really like understand the depth to which it changes your life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have a disease. Called <laughs> migraine. Not, called migraine. <laughs> um, the first one I ever got, I remember it. I was... You remember? Yeah. I remember. It was I was 17 years old and I had just eaten a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie. Oh. And then I got the aura and I was like, so okay, what's I'm the aura? Having an aneurysm. Um so the aura in the in the version of like your experience, not necessarily Okay, the yeah, cuz we'll talk it. we'll talk about the science of the aura later. So the aura for me, which is a common one, is like if you look at the sun, which you should never do. Okay, that's a bad example. We're well, actually, bulb. if yeah, you look at the knows. sun reflected off of a car or you mistakenly look into like a strong light bulb and then you look away and you see the like remnants of it in your eyes, it's like that appearing out of nowhere and then it spreads to the side of your vision. Recently, mine have been these like C shapes of zigzags, which zigzags are really popular aura patterns which is super popular it, no Everyone, it's so everyone's dying to get a zigzag aura. <laughs> no it's so weird because i when you read these things and you go through it it's just so i just don't know why i hadn't researched it before this week literally they I'm were saying absolutely disturbed that you have yeah, never researched yeah. well because i feel like i know how they are for me and so i'm like kind You've of like have them under dealt control with it that way but the zigzags have been so clear in my auras in the last two years and the fact that a lot of these studies talked about zigzags being really popular. I was like, holy shit, I felt seen. Or rather not seen because the yeah. zigzag was in the way. <laughs> so I also sometimes will just go completely blind on one side of my head. <laughs> or like one time we were downstairs and I'm like, where'd the TV go? I remember that was so scary. Oh I was like, the TV's gosh, gone. And yeah. I was like... The, no, that the, was what the scariest That was the me. really bad Because you were like, I can't see. I was like, the I can't TV see. is gone. We're watching a movie and the TV just disappeared like the wall was gray and i was like i was like do i need to call a hospital and then i was like i think it came back slowly but that was like yeah my experience of you having them is that you're always like (gasps) like and we'll just be walking somewhere he'll go oh no and then i get (laughs) really scared because i think there's like something scary that's about to attack us um and then you'll go it's happening i got the glow and then i turn around and i walk he back, runs to, back wherever. to wherever and he's like okay we have to get everyone tylenol because we have food and water and like you go yeah. crazy but then basically you like lock yourself in a room it sounds from my perspective like the glow is actually not pain it's no, just it a visual sensation so the aura consistently happens an hour before the pain which okay. i it's very like consistent so at least it gives you that bit of warning to be like you have one hour to get yourself somewhere yeah where you can settle. but it's always hell because you're like oh wow this day is now going to be me literally like, crying recovering. so <laughs> the other thing i didn't realize is i vomit a lot i like will barf like and, you mean when you're having a migraine yeah and it's because they have realized that neurologically it actually what's happening in your brain connects to your vagus nerve and it causes people to throw up. So there's theories. One, the theory used to be that your body thinks you're dying and it's just trying to get the poison out of you. But more recent research has found that there's actually connections within your spinal cord and your brain that's hitting your vagus nerve. That's maybe just making you barf. And I was like, oh my God, because I barf, like I just barf. I uh, haven't really thought about how I have probably not barfed in like 15 years. I mean, and if I didn't like, suffer from migraine, no, I, I wouldn't I, either. Like, I, I, it's so weird because when you're young, you kind of like barf yeah, all the time. You barf a lot. And you're just like, that's a normal existence to be like, I'm sick. Because when you're barf. young, you're like, no, it'd be fun. Spinning forever. And it's like, but, then you're barf because you're dizzy. And you're like, that's weird. But don't you remember? I just feel like anytime I got sick and stayed home from school, I'd have like a barf bag beside me. And like at night, my mom would like put a little basket for like barfing well you more likely get flus when you're kids you're so much more exposed exposed. yeah but it's just like that and then university age you're like drinking oh yeah you can like not realize but after that i'm just like i think i stopped barfing after that even when i get sick i've I've definitely felt queasy and i hate barfing so much that there have been times when i probably could have but i forced myself to. yeah yeah i think when i'm barfing from my migraine sometimes it's like a bit of like if i really wanted to i could keep it in like for example just got a migraine that's why it made me think of this episode and i was in a position where i couldn't just go barf somewhere and i was i was like okay i'm not gonna barf like when you're at home it's one of those things where you're like oh might as well try this because it might feel good like a release yeah but then 
yeah, so that's the aura. The aura is like a visual thing, but some people's auras can be tingling just like in their limbs and some people stop being able to move half their body. That's terrifying. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that also a sign of a stroke? Well, yeah, but like, like to so live. is probably a lot of these things. Okay, so now let's get into the science because I feel like I can talk okay. more about my experience I mean, with the science. Obviously, with your experience, I just wanted to say that there there's controversy through the years because people who don't experience migraines often just think it is a headache. Right, like yeah, I think I've heard that a lot of people with migraines don't always get sympathy because someone's like, just take some Advil or like just lay down, and a migraine is like very different than a headache. And some people get migraines like many times. Chronically, it sounds Mm -hmm. awful. Also, we're gonna get into the sexism later, but it's predominantly happening in women. So a lot of the times, these Mm. these things are just men being like, oh, you're weak, or like, oh, you're complaining. There's a lot of interesting sexism mixed into lacks of research. Yes. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it. Okay, so where do you want to start? Okay, so what the heck is a migraine? So first of all, migraine. it is genetic. So it's a genetic disease. So you can blame your parents. Yes, <laughs> if you if you are someone who has people in your family who have migraines, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I have migraines, but I have headaches all the time, and blah blah blah. Like maybe you do. So it's genetic. There's hmm. at least 42 genes that they've been able to find that make you more susceptible to having an attack. Okay. And so, for example, my mom gets migraines. My sister gets migraines. I get migraines. Like, my dad doesn't. So it's like, okay, I obviously got it from my mom. <laughs> but it's interesting because, like, when it happened when I was 17, yeah, I was like, I'm having a stroke. And then it was kind of like my sister being like, oh, shit, you got it. Like, my mom and uh, right, sister that was being you like, realizing, like you, you got it. The disease yeah, passed the disease, you. like, you got the disease. So it is genetic. And then the way that it gets exacerbated is through, like, physical things that happen to your body. And so... What they know happens is that in your midbrain, there's this triggering, which we'll get to. Something happens in your midbrain. All these nerves start firing off, and these n- <laughs> and they ner- said nerds. All these all nerds, these just nerds start going crazy. Literally, though, like when I think of my neurons, like they are nerds. Like, they're so <laughs> specific and really good at one thing. Um, these neurochemical pathways essentially go haywire, like they misfire, and they are more sen- you're more sensitive to this happening when you have this like disease okay. and so studies have been actually able to find and watch people's brains going through migraines and they're just like oh my god everything is just going wrong <laughs> like everything <laughs> is just like like truly just like neurochemical neurochemically misfiring uh-huh. and that is what causes all of the issues that we're going to be talking about so they at least now have seen them and watched them happen and been like okay yeah that's really bad (laughs) okay yeah because i had read that so basically people with migraines have a very irritable or excitable brain um so your cerebral cortex is hyper excitable and it said once the neurons start firing like when they're not supposed to they they like trigger a wave of a cascade. Yeah. So it's almost like they are bumping into each other and <laughs> triggering all the other ones to start misfiring. It's literally like a what it feels effect. like. It's like, what is happening in rain? You're just lying there like, why the hell am I having this stupid problem? <laughs> but then I don't think, I think that's probably when you're having your aura or probably when, because then it said that after that crazy wave, you have a wave of inactivity. And then that's when um, it says the cortical spreading depression what we call cortical spreading depression is that wave of inactivity. And that's when chemicals are released into your brain, which (sighs) vasodilate everything. And like, then the pain comes on. Oh God, (laughs) I hate it. And that they used to think it was just a problem of like blood vessels dilating, which is still believed to be part of it, but it feels like it's so much more complex. Oh my God. I actually want to barf. Like, even I'm like, Oh God, I hate this so much. And that it's important to note. It sounded like through my research that, there's so many different pathways as part of migraines that people experience it very different and different medications and whatever. Like it's so many different levels that um, it's just like really complicated. And my, my, not that I get migraines, but if I did like mine might be actually different than yours. Yeah. Phases of it. that That's why the aura thing was like, I felt so seen when it was like, zigzag vision is very common it was like okay i'm at least getting the normal ones like when i found out that people like some auras is that they can't move half their body i was like i read sometimes they lose their speech and that's yeah oh yeah apparently people fumble over their words oh god i mean i I might actually no i don't think i do no i don't think you do but i mean you go into a dark room and don't talk to anyone so yeah (laughs) maybe you do okay so another thing that i thought was freaking fascinating is there's a prodromal phase this is pre-aura some people who really understand their migraines can know that they're having this this can happen two days before your migraines that's 
obviously like it's two days and up to hours before. Okay. So hours before would probably be There's way like easier to understand. But people get irritable. And the really common thing is yawning. <sighs> people yawn a lot. And then they can sometimes be like, oh my God, it's coming. I'm like, that's crazy. Now that I know that I want to be, be like, aware. am I yawning? People get really <laughs> anxious, irritable. And then they crave carbs. And that is what has created a bunch of myths that chocolate or these things cause uh. migraines. Because a lot of people have like sus- been susceptible to craving carbs and like okay. for whatever reason. And then it's part of this like post-dromal phase. So I honestly just thought it was aura, pain, done. But it's like, no, there's a pre-aura thing that mm. some people, if you take a migraine journal or if you're really, really on top of this, unlike me who's never researched it, but like four <laughs> times a year I like die. Um, yeah, some people can really figure that out. it's hard retrospectively, like unless you're truly diarying every day and like putting it together but okay so also a lot of the medications we're going to be talking about including botox and these interesting new scientific ideas there are people who got chronic migraines and a lot of the really intense stuff means you have to be getting them at least 14 days out of every month which i was like that is hell like i at least don't get that i get like once every three months yeah which is a lot i feel like but but i wonder if those huge issues in their lives gosh yeah you would be like what's apparently they can't make plans with friends it's really bad on mental health. Oh. There's been serious, like, it's really sad, like, really sad, like, just takes of people whose lives are just, like, yeah. absolutely awful. And so it's a lot more common than we realize. One in seven people have migraine. So it's like, you're not alone. But um, anyways, it's but just... do you think, do you know if, like, maybe you don't know this, that, because I don't. If one in seven people have it, does that mean, like, chronically? Or does that mean no, have, no, no, have no. had a migraine? One in seven people are like when they go to their doctors and they talk they about what migraine. they're going through, they get diagnosed with migraine. So one of the one of the clear indications that you're suffering from migraine and not something like cluster headaches or maybe like a random headache or you're hungover mm-hmm. or something. Like they were saying a lot of people are like, oh, I got headaches when I've yeah. been drinking. And they're like, okay. Is that when you are experiencing the actual attack, you are hypersensitive to smells, to sounds, to light right so it was so interesting when i was hearing about this because the actual attack that i had recently i was forced to be in public and i couldn't just like go into a small room and okay we were in we were in an airport and i was alone and i walked through the security and you know when you first thing you do is get to that duty free and there was like a oh, you like have to walk through perfume. Yeah. I swear to God, like I've never like not now that I've done the research, I was like, oh my god! I walked into that bright lighting, <laughs> yes. and it reeked of perfume. And I remember seeing Julia Roberts' face and wanting to flip a table. And like, <laughs> I honestly remember seeing her face and being like, "You stupid rich celebrity!" And your stupid smells. Like I wanted to push oh the screen. God. Like I was so triggered by it, and I didn't think about it but right. after i just have remember having this like visceral moment when i saw julia roberts face and i was like i hate this. so angry and it's like oh my god i was so obviously sensitive to the smell and i remember on the airplane when people were walking by i was like that perfume sucks like i was like <laughs> oh my god so that's a really strong indication that it's a migraine is any of those sensitivities are heightened that's right. how they were like diagnosing it in a lot of these papers mm-hmm. so that's as, a good thing to, to know. be separate from a headache where you're just yeah. like in pain in your head like not necessarily although i would say sometimes my headaches do get affected when i think i have a migraine is when moving my eyes hurts does that happen to you when you have a migraine yeah yeah, yeah. i don't like want to move my eyes like when i have a headache my eye movement doesn't bother me so much but the times i felt like maybe i had a migraine is when even moving my head but especially just like moving my eyes even when they're closed is like painful Maybe that's unrelated though. This is interesting, Mitch, because I like I'm like, I have migraine. (laughs) You, I'm like, you should like do you identify as having migraine? And (laughs) would would you would you now maybe want to go to a doctor and figure out what is happening? Cause it's like I understand mine so specifically and the fact that i get an aura because you don't necessarily have to get an aura but Mm -hmm. the fact that i do it's all so clear to me what's going on because it's like you know i'm watching this thing happen in my head and then i'm getting this pain like going through how these migraines work i'm so seen by this but i'm like just curious like are you 
are you now like, oh no, do I have migraine or am I just getting headaches? Like, what do you think? I don't think I have migraine. Um, I mean, so I'm, I'm not saying it's family, not possible. Does, do your parents well, have we, migraine? Recently we were talking to my family and a lot of them, everyone in my family gets a lot of headaches. Huh. So maybe it's possible. But none of them have gotten aura or... Nothing like what you get. No, I don't get an aura ever. Uh, but I definitely, I don't know, like, you know, I've maybe I've talked about it on the pod where there's times where I kind of have like that out of body, like foggy brain, mm-hmm. but that's not always correlated with brain pain. Like there's two separate things. Like I think a lot of my headaches are just from like uh, being tense, like stress headaches and just like staring at a screen all day. Cause when I'm away from my screen on vacation, like I get way less headaches, either that and, or if I don't eat properly. So it's days when I like wait too long. It's weirdly I can skip breakfast, but if I eat breakfast and then wait too long to eat again, I will be way more likely to get a headache. That won't go away. That seems like a migraine. But that seems like I'm not eating. Oh. <laughs> right? Like and my body's like, you're hungry. <laughs> okay, well, I would say based on a lot of these studies, I encourage you to go talk to your doctor about what well, your headaches are, where they're coming from. They're valid. Your headaches are valid. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, thanks for finally saying that. <laughs> No, I think I, because I feel like I get headaches all the time that I just feel like I am prone to them and they're never as extreme as your migraines. So I don't think I get as much sympathy for them. I don't um, get sympathy for my migraines. I just go in a room and yeah, I Yeah, like, you get to just like take the day off work. <laughs> Whereas when I have okay, a headache. Now you're being weird. I'm like, wait, I'm trying to like, <laughs> you're like, dang. No, I, because when I have a headache, most of the time I can cure it with ibuprofen. But then I have anxious thoughts about my stomach bleeding because i take so much ibuprofen every week okay so i like when i like go a week without taking ibuprofen i'm like that's a record wow but then i have recently like i try really hard i'm like can i handle this headache like i i, I have a headache right now like before we started filming i was oh like oh God. i have a headache but it's not a bad one but i am like slightly dizzy and it is like a rainy cloudy day right now so i'm like yeah i just be... i think you might have like your own versions of me i don't know i don't know i guess i can't it's possible. say that for you but you should start thinking about all the triggers and thinking about like maybe you know is there certain things happening that are always happening before I get a headache? Huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. Um, something interesting about the glow, like obviously I've never had it, and it's not not everyone gets it. But you know how I said there's like this cascading effect that goes from one part of the brain to the other. They were saying that's why um, for a lot of people it will go from a glow because it's going through your visual cord, like sensory mm-hmm. part. Then it goes to like a part that affects people feeling tingly, mm-hmm. like your physical sensation. And then for some people it goes to speech at the end, and it's because it's literally uh, passing over your brain. All the parts of the brain's um, the brain regions. And, and speaking of stroke. <sighs> There is some data to suggest that people who have migraines with aura specifically, especially women, are at a slightly higher risk of stroke compared to the general population. But that risk, it says, is still very, very low. Okay. Like, it's just marginally increased. Um, and then it said migraines tend to be more progressive strokes so than strokes. So Because it's like, how do you know then if you're having a stroke or a migraine? And the thing was like, when you have a migraine, it kind of comes on. What, right like you yeah, see yeah. the aura you know what's yeah. happening it takes its time whereas a stroke is like Immediate. suddenly oh my god i need happening. to know that because i'm always just like this one's the stroke and then well it is scary like, no, especially if you're at a high risk for that or if you're older and it's more likely to happen so it's but um, that's good to know my migraines are gradual generally like generally. i don't want to like tell someone yeah. not <laughs> okay. to if you think you're having a stroke go to the hospital or go to your doctor like also there's after the headache, which can last from for anywhere from four to seventy-two hours, affects the vagus nerve. You can barf. Also, the headache causes gastric stasis, so that your stomach essentially stops absorbing food. Oh. Um, that that's why if you see the aura, it's really important to get your ibuprofen or any medication you want immediately because your stomach will oh, be absorbing like not it. absorbing because once same. the pain starts your stomach stops absorbing the gosh dang because it thinks you're like in flight or fight or something yeah like there's there's different theories about that but Oof. they do know that you have gastric stasis during the pain so that's another reason why it's good to always have your ibuprofen your paracetamol your like pain meds because like right when you got the aura you should take it because it's gonna not be i'm absorbed. so curious like how many people listening to this like are listening because they get migraines I know. one in seven I saw an interesting study on high school students. So you said you started getting it in high school. I started getting mine in first year universities. Oh, my first one. (laughs) That's when I thought you said you were 17. Yeah, I was. That's I was seventeen. For no sure. way. I was. I went because my birthday. Oh my in gosh, September. you're right. It was wow. the first week of university. That 
Oh my god, that's so scary. I know it was hell. You're like I'm alone and yeah. scared. And yeah. also to this day, if I see a white macadamia nut, I want to go Ralph all over the <laughs> like. If someone's like, "Oh, I made white macadamia nuts," I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." That thing traumatized me. Is like I ref- I like associated. I never with my thought migraine. about how like the name Ralph just like has been Ralph given this disgusting yeah like image. Sorry, Ralph. <laughs> um, okay, so the study I looked at was looking at students with migraines. It was a sample size of over a thousand. So there was they were looking at school start times. Five hundred of these kids had school start times before eight thirty, and five hundred had after eight thirty. Mm. Uh, and basically, what they found was that. The before 8.30 group had 7.7 migraines per month on average. So mm-hmm. these are obvious people who have like a lot of migraines. Okay. The after 8.30 group had 4.8 per month. Wow. So like a pretty significant decrease just based on... Uh, they were also adjusting for total hours of sleep. And, okay. and also things like taking preventative medication, days of acute medication, hours of hmm. homework, grade level, and oh, missing wow. breakfast. It was like just about when they were starting school. Um, which I, I know I've done videos and talked about like why it's important that school should start later. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like there's kids, another one. Kids, especially teens at that age, like are naturally meant to stay up later and then sleep in more. Um, but I thought that was interesting that maybe I'm sure you think about your sleep and how important it is with relation okay. to your migraines. So this was the most important research that I found because it was all about triggering migraines and why they're caused. So for me, I have through my doctor and very limited research, again, I have no idea why I haven't looked this up, have noticed that if I don't drink a lot of water, eat food consistently, or those are like actually the two ones I really go to. There's some, there's been some interesting stress ones. Like when I was a teacher, I was so stressed. And the second I would like get the holiday break, I would get a migraine and be like, well, and I hate, I literally hate my life. And it was like, that's really weird. Why has this happened on every holiday? So, what the general consensus is, is that this is all about homeostasis. So your body, whenever it leaves its homeostatic environment, so whenever you do something to it's make it changing. so that your body has to change, is when a migraine can be triggered. So if you start with food, which is, I think, for me, the clearest one, it's all about your blood sugar. So anytime your blood sugar spikes or your blood sugar is low, like a lot of people who have diabetes would be really aware of this they were almost saying like you have to think about your life like that when Mm. you suffer from migraines and that to me is the most obvious one like the other day when i got the migraine i was like i knew after doing this research i was like the night before i didn't eat very much dinner i went to bed super early i slept in got up had a coffee didn't we were at a weird place where i couldn't just like do what i usually do which is immediately have my breakfast boom i got a migraine because it was like around like 9 30 or something and it had been maybe 13 hours. They were saying people who suffer from migraine shouldn't sleep in. If they want to, they should get up, have their breakfast at the same time and go back to bed. Like you should. Oh my gosh. So if you want to keep sleeping, eat first. Eat first. Go to- they were like, they were wow. literally like, if you want to take this seriously to decrease your migraines, you need to be having a snack before bed and you need to be getting up, having your breakfast at the same time and going back to bed if you want to sleep in. And then <laughs> it keeps going down through all these things. Like for example, sleep. If you can keep your sleep, they said people who have migraine on in general need, quote unquote, more sleep from their understanding of how it works. But it's really important that you get consistent amounts between like six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that study of the kids with this with the later school start time it's probably just giving them that buffer of time to sleep in if they did for whatever reason, not get to bed correctly right. the night before. Yeah. It's giving them more time to keep their sleep schedule the same. And so they were like, that's another important thing. A lot of people who care about this go to bed at the same time every night and they can't really play with that. And I noticed like, I'm more like that than you. Like I'm more crazy about when I go to bed. Well, it's weird because I I like to assess over sleep, but even that eating thing, like I... I can just like go without eating breakfast for sure. I do eat it because I'm like, if I'm going to go to the gym or something, I feel like I should eat something. But um, yeah, I've just noticed like I it it comes off in a way where I'm just like, oh, can't we just like go an hour later or whatever? But you're like, no, I need to get food and water and all these things yeah. like immediately. And I kind of like always knew that about myself. It's weird how my body like, it's like your body sometimes kind of knows you, you better than yeah. you. Like I'm just like, what I need craving, it. Like, like I'm... 
I'm going to hate today if I don't. But it's also like, oh, yeah, wait, I'm going to get a migraine if I don't. I know. It's so weird how different our bodies are. And I think about that even in terms of hydration. Like, you are obsessed with hydration, oh. which is, like, totally fine and normal. And I, I've definitely become more aware of hydration, like, since being with you, which is, like, forever now. But... I actually think your body needs more water. Than oh, it does. I still, I, I peep Tropicana orange juice after drinking so much water. I know. Water. And I'll just like have a glass of water and it all is clear. And I'm yeah. like, I'm clearly not absorbing any of this water. Oh my and God. And then I have to pee like 700 million times. I cry <laughs> of joy when my water's clear and it's like once a year. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. So the other thing about that homeostasis thing is the stress piece. So some people will get it when they're stressed if they have lives that are pretty chill. And then a stressful thing happens, mm. they got a migraine. Whereas I think what was happening to me and what also happens to a lot of people, I was very stressed when I was a teacher. If you have a stressful life mm. and you finally relax, that's a change in homeostasis of your body mm. from that sort of like baseline like go, stress go, go, go. to all of a sudden, boom, you're relaxed mm -hmm. and the migraine comes on. So it can be either or wow. depending on like how your life is. Same with physical activity. It's like really important that people like essentially you don't overexert yourself and you don't like and you also sort of like maintain a healthy sort of like body because the healthier your body is the easier it is for the homeostasis of it to sort of like work mm -hmm. and i remember last year i went on like the longest run i've ever went on do you remember this i yeah, came upstairs you were like, oh, I, I came upstairs i was like you're not even gonna believe it like 12 kilometers in this time and then i just like i like dropped my arms and was like oh my God, I'm getting the glow. And I got a glow. Like I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I've never overexerted myself to a glow and a migraine. And that's part of it. Literally, they're like, you've changed your body so much. You've overexerted yourself. And then it made sense that I got a migraine then. So then the other things are um, carbohydrates. A lot of people who suffer from migraine really bad will go on low carb diets because the carbohydrates spike your blood sugar. Mm. And then the caffeine thing also is like, what it is, is that A, you shouldn't be drinking too much coffee in general, but it's like, if you ever don't get your coffee at the time that your body's used to getting it, <laughs> oh then you get the migraine. And sometimes people pitch migraine relief as just like paracetamol with caffeine. And it's just under the assumption that that person probably needed a coffee and didn't get it. And there's just caffeine in there for it. Weird. And so it's all just about like, what is your routine? You need to keep your routine the same. And if you're going to change it, you have to be like, okay. How can you change it then? Do you think you just have to do it gradual? Gradual. And they also said... That no acute changes. They're like, it's about thresholds from their understanding of migraine. Mm -hmm. So say you're, that's why they're like, traveling's really bad. Because say you go mm -hmm. and you're traveling and you're in a new time zone, all of a sudden now your sleep's disrupted. It's really important you try and eat really healthy mm -hmm. and consistently keep your coffee the same, keep every other aspect of your life as similar as you can because you can't control the sleep right now. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like trying to figure out all these bits and pieces and they really think that migraines happen when a threshold has been crossed of too many of those things and i was sense. like oh my god this is all so helpful for me i can't yeah. believe i didn't know we knew this much everyone always told me we didn't know anything <laughs> and then well, okay do you think you oh go sorry ahead. I, have, I have one more helpful tip this is just again for send this to people you know who got migraines because this episode will help them and if you don't get migraines you're so lucky and i hope you're interested if you <laughs> do get migraines there's a snowball analogy which is about how if a snowball is rolling down a hill, the longer it takes to roll down the hill, the harder it's going to be to like push it over or move it. Yeah. So you should think about your migraine as a snowball. So the second you see the aura, you have to get on the medication on all of these things because you right. need to like nip Stop it in it the early. butt. It's like prevention. Exactly. Right. And then we're going to get to like medications, but a lot of the medications, people wait until it gets really bad before they take one of the more intense ones. Mm. They're like, no, if you understand your post-dermal phase, if you're like getting irritated and yawning and you think it's coming, take the medication mm. then. Yeah. Or if you some people I think are on medication all the time. For yeah. It. Yeah. That's like, I think I was reading yeah. about it's, targets a specific chemical called CGRP. Yeah, right? yeah, everyone was talking and about that, CGRP. So it's like, you know, uh, related to the inflammatory response, but that people who have lots of migraines would take it all the time. So you're like preventing that mm -hmm. first stage from even happening. Some So if you talk to your doctor, and again, about severity and just like what you want to do, some people will go on like low doses of anti-epilepsy anti medication, low doses of depression and anxiety medication. Because hmm, so, they're like hitting those spots of the... Yeah, like, SSRIs. Like they, mm -hmm. these things will help. They've found that these things help. 
And the reason it's important to talk to your doctor is that some people might be already on these medications because they have anxiety or depression. Mm -hmm. How can you work with your doctor and pharmacist to give yourself something that maybe will help with both of those conditions? Whereas say you don't have anxiety or depression, then that's going to change how they might use SSRIs or other things to help mitigate right. your migraines. But you would actually be taking them all the time. And it's important to be patient because I think taking a new medication like that, it's going to take a long time to see a difference. So some people, I think, you know, maybe do it for a month and give up. And it's like, mm -hmm. you've got to do it longer. And they also found magnesium. I just bought magnesium supplements because apparently I had seen that a study helps. about marijuana and um, migraine relief. But the general consensus is that it does help, but there's there's quickly like um what do you say when you become used to the the, the dose? Yeah. So yeah. like people who would use it, it would help their migraines, but eventually it would like taper out because their body would just be so used to it that it didn't help. That's so funny because in the studies I was reading, they were like British studies and they'd be like, Well, if you go to the Canadians, they're all about marijuana. <laughs> like it's like they're like they're different countries have different like mm, perspectives. overall perspectives and because of like publicly funded like nhs in britain like and they don't they don't have legalized marijuana they're like kind of not in that camp whereas a lot of the marijuana research is coming from canada <laughs> which is interesting and the other thing about the painkillers the tylenol the advil the reason you need to talk to your doctor is that if you're taking that a lot then it's not going to work when like you do have a migraine mm. so that's when it's like maybe it is smarter to go on some of these other like triptans or different medications so that also when you had a migraine, you can then continue to use Advil and Tylenol, which you might be overusing. Yeah, yeah. And those are the things that I get scared of. I'm like, you, you shouldn't use those all the time. Because, you know, uh, acetaminophen or Tylenol is not great for your liver. And ibuprofen or Advil is not great for your stomach. <laughs> I feel bad because I <laughs> never think like that. And, like, sometimes I will just look at a car that's reflecting the sun and look away and be like, aura, and then, like, pop, like, yeah, but it's not so that much Advil I I and Tylenol. And then be like, wait, I actually was just looking at, like, a <laughs> like, like that wasn't an aura. Like, sometimes I'm like, Greg, you truly just need to chill out. I don't think you take too much Advil or Tylenol. And I actually think even though I don't get migraines, I think I take more than you. Yeah, no, you do. Because you do have that like, anxiety also, like, part so where you're like, weak. something's wrong. And, and I'm always like, like, my muscle hurts. Yeah. So I need to like, take more Advil. No, you do take a lot. I'm always like, yeah, okay. Take another one. Like, use <laughs> because there's so And you're always like, oh, God, my stomach. And like popping Advil. I'm like, don't, don't look the Advil. Well, I don't know. Sometimes you got to, which which is the lesser of two evils. No, I know. That's fair. It's just, <laughs> it, is, it is funny, though. I've just, I do see you take it a lot. And you're always like, where's the Advil? <laughs> I like have taken so much that I know the kinds of Advil that bother my stomach more. What? Like kinds? liquid gel, like liquid oh. gel Advils I don't take unless I have to eat before I have them. Otherwise I get a stomach ache. Wow. But there's like the little just like regular pills that are just ibuprofen non-brand. Love those ones. Can pop them anytime. Wow. The liquid <laughs> gels are too much. They're too much. Okay, so Botox also now oh, is working. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is it's like kind of like the Viagra thing where like... Like discovered by accident. It was discovered by accident where people were like, why aren't they returning this medication that <laughs> gives you boners? The people who were getting Botox for their wrinkles were slowly being like, um, my B migraines are gone. BTW, my migraines are getting better. And they were like, hmm. what? And that's what started this research. So it's like different types of Botox around your forehead, your neck, your temples. That has been shown. It's like it was like eighty percent effective in one of the studies I was reading. So that's again for a lot of people with chronic at least fourteen days in the month is how you could get that funded through uh, the NHS or like public funding because it's like they're not going to do it for people who just like me who get it once every like three months. Mm -hmm. But like maybe I was really like, I want Botox. <laughs> <laughs> There's also electrical impulses now. Sometimes they put electrical impulses on people's arms and it distracts the brain. And then their migraine goes away. Like there's oh, so many things so like, happening. I know. There's so many. It's so crazy. Look over here. <laughs> Literally. Look over here. Oh. Like, oh, I just, I'm like so into this. I mean, obviously, because I suffer from it. It's so interesting to me. But oh, I just like thought there was no option. And I just had to do my thing. And I'm just like, I want to try some of these now. I want to like figure it out. Mm -hmm. You will. Anything else? The first recorded migraine was 200 AD. Okay, now it you're was just like, gonna spit up. It was like, like random migraine facts, facts like a, a random Roman emperor. Thing. 200 AD. Well, the, they were like, um, this random Roman emperor was like writing about like his experience, like, and they were like, historians are like, oh, that's a migraine, and it's kind <laughs> of like, wait, what is this? Is this something that is innate to the human experience? 
You know oh, what yeah, I mean? I like why if, like, Ernie gets migraines ever. Yeah. So they were Everybody kind of being like, if it's been around that long. And then what happened was during the industrial revolution and like sexism and like capitalism and all this stuff, people started to be like, oh no, it's just women complaining and just like mm-hmm. our lifestyle has changed and women can't keep up. So like migraines don't exist and like they've just been completely, that's when it's sort of like before that people were really sort of into headaches and and there's like a lot of like weird like rituals that people would do in culture to deal with what people think were the migraines everyone was suffering from and then in the 1800s is when this sort of like sexist sort of like rhetoric that like it's all made up it's not real happened and that's why there's a lot less funding and research about this crazy thing that affects so many people because it predominantly affects women and science only now is being like okay sorry like you're right women this is a serious thing we can see it happening in the brain how do we now fix it? Cool. But yeah. Do you have anything else? No, I went through everything. Is there any? I do like, actually have a headache right now. Oh. But it's not a migraine. God. Not a migraine. I think it's just a headache. But they're different for everyone. And so, I'm not going to take Advil. Yeah, don't take Advil. I'm going to lay down. If you experience headaches with hypersensitivity and you think you have migraines, talk to go your talk to my doctor, okay? Go talk to your doctor. <laughs> I love talking to my doctor. I yeah, there you go. And you can do it on like Zoom now or whatever. I know. Love that. Oh my God. Uh, I want to figure it out. Imagine I never got one again. Oh my God. I'm so I mean, excited. I don't think you should think of it like that. Even like with my back no, pain, it's no. just about like learning how to uh, manage it and improve it. But it's a better mentality to just know like you can make a better. But yeah. don't try and don't get upset when you inevitably get one again. If it's genetic, you're like, you're going to get it again. <laughs> Literally, there was one study I read that at the end, it was like, there's no such thing as curing this unless CRISPR Cas9 gene editing. Uh, In come- the future, we take it, <laughs> these genes out of the human body. They're like, but that will never happen. Ding, bye. Like, that's how it went. I was like, okay, that is a good way of looking at it. Like, it's a genetic disorder, so mm. it's not going to go away. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Reach out with your migraine issues. I would seriously <laughs> love to read them. Like any migraines that you get or ways that you get them, like send them to me on Instagram. Like I will read it like a gosh dang novel. All right. We'll see you and hear you. You'll hear us next <laughs> week. <laughs> Bye. Purse. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.